0: Picture this, you're a newly qualified nutritional health coach and you feel like a one person show. It feels like you're being pulled in every direction. You feel like a chicken with your head cut off and you are running all over the place.
1: Imagine having someone who can help you put the processes and systems in place to eliminate all that uncertainty and deliver clients to your door like Uber Eats delivers food. That's why this podcast exists. The Business of Health Coaching podcast exists to help you keep business simple and uncomplicated. Uh, welcome to this week's show. Farrah's staying silent this one.
0: Uh, I'm not singing like you. <laughs> you
1: can say hello at least. I do not have a singing voice. You can say hello. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> so, we're going to cover a topic on semi major lessons we've learned being seven years in business. So, we're going to do a year by year breakdown. Before we get into this, though, this is a double header. So, we're doing back to back podcast today because Farrah's not well recently. So, he's been out the game.
0: Oh, Haven't yeah. I, was, I just had a cold. What which sounded a bit like COVID, did the COVID test, it was not COVID. I don't really know what it is, but it took me out for a few days. Uh yeah. Back in it now, back back on working out and uh back on doing the podcast.
1: Yeah, you came back to working out Thursday. Two days, thir- Thursday. Thursday was day my today. first work day, yeah. So third. Yeah.
0: With a ward and uh I beat Afro. That's the main thing that you guys need to know. It's, it's debatable at all
1: it's debatable anyway that's that's definitely a subject for another day in business watch uh anyway so Did the topic you, have you heard that pe- pe- mm. partners that work
0: together stay together not in mine in your case i think if you had just heard us on the on the uh gym floor yesterday after was saying like you haven't done enough wats and there's no way you could have done this many squats you should just hear because there's pu- people listening to us thinking <laughs> i don't think they should work out together <laughs>
1: Part of our uh, banter in the gym, we'll say. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this week's topic. So the reason I picked this topic is because actually we're coming into business. And we're actually doing like um, 20, no, November 14th, 2020, 2016. Getting my dates wrong. Same day as Farah's birthday was when we launched our business. So I was like, right, this is a timely one to put in. And we now, we celebrated that last week. We went to Birmingham and celebrated Farrah's birthday over the weekend uh, took her, it was meant to be a surprise, but because she's well, it wasn't a surprise so much. It was, I had to tell her because I didn't see if she was up and fit enough to do so. So we spent time with my family, went to a restaurant, booked a hotel, the Cube in Birmingham, and then yeah, we had loads of dessert the next day for her. You picked out a, what's it, croissanty thing?
0: There was a place called the Medicine Bakery. If you are in Birmingham, in the mailbox, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure about the, uh, Birmingham that much. So, yeah, if you are there, you must check out the Medicine Bakery for their cakes.
1: Yes, a lot of cake was eaten.
0: Very different. They were different cakes. Yeah,
1: yeah. There a croissant and a... What did they call it? Muffin. That? I don't know. You nearly Cuffin, merged
0: cuffing, the two. Cuffin? Cuffin? I don't even know. I was totally, totally probably wrong, but yeah, it was all things filled with lots of sugar and flour. You can't go wrong with any combination, <laughs> so do try them out.
1: Tasty, tasty. All right, let's dive in. So we've got a little list here, as we normally do. So we're going year by year. Year one being 2016 for us. And the top we've got here. Should i go year by year and then come back to it. Yeah, right. let's do that. What, year by year? Should I tell everyone the whole year? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll tell you the whole lot and then we we'll dive into each one. So year one, 2016, we're setting up the business, stroke part-time. So we've gone with my version of events and then Faro's version of events because we have different perspectives and we're at different stages and whatnot. Uh, Year two, 2017, failing online, leaving business. 2018, rebuilding the business, stroke supporting new ideas. 2019, I don't know what that one is. I'll be interested myself. 2019, floating, lost, uh, online for mums, got married. So that's a a major year. (laughs) Because we got married in 2019. 2020, pandemic, losing clients. So I had my first high ticket program. Uh, 2021, debt free. Woo! Uh, Had a six figure year, uh, launched fully online. And then 2022 was Winter is Here, the best year so far. Hiring a team. Our cat is going crazy in the house. So
0: she's found a fluff ball on the floor. She's going <laughs> she, crazy with she's that. She's putting on the wires. Alright,
1: so I'm gonna I'm gonna remove the cat in a second. Um but let's start with 2016 though. So setting up the business. What was okay. your version of events for that?
0: So we set up our company while we were stuck in a traffic jam. Uh we were coming back from some kind of a course that we'd attended, I believe and we set up the company we we had a after doing our course on personal training uh, nutrition and how to create your business we immediately took action i think that's a really good thing when we do something we take action very quickly um that's definitely something is our uh, more afro superpower than mine but Da-da-da-da. i'll take it now i'll take it because i think i am now the same person i have become that person so we set that up um we literally finished the course in august set up the company in l- oh, september l- finished it we set up september, the company sorry. first yeah ca- set up the company first 18th of august
1: 2016 don't know if you said that that's right yep.
0: uh did we go straight with facebook Okay, did we go straight with Facebook ads? I'm not sure. No, no, that was later. No. So the first two clients that we served uh, were November 14th. So that was on my birthday that we f- served our first two clients, and I was thinking, "Oh my God, why are you coming to me? Like, why would you come to me when you have the opportunity to co- go to people who are a lot more experienced than you are?" So it was it was a very um, unique <laughs> scenario. However, when we did that. Um, we found that we, we these two ladies they, they were our first two clients and they I think they gave us uh, we had an eight week course first which was I think 300 I can't remember 250
1: I think it's 247 to be with it, two yeah, yeah.
0: Seven. and then that was it it was like eight weeks course where you came in and you learn about nutrition and you learn about um, uh, how, and you start personal training with us uh, in a group format
1: yeah lots of things happening in this yeah. house <laughs> yeah so 2016 starting another business set it up We had what do how do you even get them leaflets so did leaflet drop didn't we we, we
0: we had a there was a place next to oh, uh, we did leaflets didn't we We did we actually yeah. did a, a massive leaflet no we got a company to drop it for us i think yeah we'd we'd create we created leaflet we didn't created, do it ourselves yeah we yet. created a leaflet uh, and this was again um, taught to us in our in the business uh, in our course that we did uh, as like just how to start quickly uh, because there was no online presence I believe then was there at all that wasn't even talked about
1: not for the us then um so we first hired a business coach we're like right I want to learn business because so when it started if you like if you go back a bit actually so when I, I got sick of like the retail space I think I've told the story before that like, I can't do this anymore So it's like screw this if I do you want to do this course yes so it's 10 weeks residential no, 10 weeks online, then two weeks residential. In that course at Residential is when I had my notice in. I said, you know, the guy said to me, because um, <clears throat> I was trying to work out how can I get 31 grand or whatever it is a year equivalent. How quick can I make that basically? And he said, he said, yeah, people can make it, etc. So I was like, okay, cool, confident. I said, oh, I'm thinking of leaving this time he goes, if you, if you wanted to leave, you're left already. He's like, damn. And I was like, right. Wrote my notice in, handed it in. And that was in September. But the call he did was focus on business, as well as just the actual learning how to be yeah. a personal trainer and nutrition, how to coach, we had live clients, we coached there as practice. So we came out of it, we actually hired him as our first business coach and paid him monthly and he helped us to start putting the website out, some kind of presence and the leaflets came from that idea. I, I, yeah, th- I believe, I yeah, because so. it was a local business, Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so that was our first kind of like setting it all up. So I had, had to learn, about, like I didn't learn web design then because he built the webs for us, but we had to give him stuff to, what we're gonna call this thing. I think it was an eight week uh, transformation. That's it, yeah. Eight yeah. week transformation something. I don't even had the weight loss in there, did it? <laughs> you know the word weight loss? I don't even know if it did or didn't. So we had that and then we had a, a banner, a roller banner. I don't know if that went into Morrison's, our local supermarket then, it might've been later on. But we are just like gathering materials basically. I did a leaflet drop locally, um, did it once or twice, and I think the first two people must have seen the leaflet. Yeah, I can't imagine seeing anything else. They yeah, nof- no, because they knew nothing about us. No, and then you coached them on your birthday, isn't it?
0: Yeah, first two, first two ladies, yeah, amazing, real ladies, absolutely fantastic start to the something. It was very, very scary, very scary. Yeah. Uh, Self doubt was creeping in constantly, not being good enough, not having enough experience in this um maybe they were charging too much should have been all free to begin with uh you know so th- those were the things that were coming through my mind after i was like no we don't do anything for free really we need to we need to charge people A- and then now i've learned myself you know after doing some freebies is people who pay pay attention so <laughs> um y- but when you're first starting and this is anybody listening to this when you are first starting, these are the things that will come to your mind we did 10 free in in part of our course you had to k- train 10 people uh, before you um, got like signed off completely, uh, and for 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 a few weeks, it wasn't like you just
1: every. To I think it was day two of the two weeks. He literally gave his clients to culture. We're yeah. like, oh,
0: it was a very scary moment, and uh, we had to yeah. I I, right, I uh, fun. keep in touch with one of my first oh, yeah, ever j- she <laughs> she loves jobs. Yeah, uh, Lynn Lynn, if you're listening, shout to out her. to Lynn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lynn Jones. She uh, yeah, she was the first my first ever client. We had an amazing time.
1: Yeah, so you coached her for the whole time, didn't you? And I think that was the first cause it was started in November, so we only had like about a month or two of this. And I didn't actually start coaching until Christ, Christmas, didn't I? Is that right? It must have been, yeah, because we didn't have any evening clients at that time. Because I was still working, I couldn't do evenings. So the only time slot we had available was nine till ten, maybe. Because Farah had on the days day off yeah. on Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. My days off from doing retail. So she did you did thirty odd hours a week. Yeah. Because it says in here part-time, so you can talk about that. How do you, how do you balance the two?
0: So I just suddenly, I realised I have I worked super hard. Uh, much harder than Afro, as you can tell. I, I didn't realise he wasn't doing any sessions. Oh, I'm I'm much harder. I'm literally a little bit annoyed right now. No, I'm I was still afraid. working
1: until Christmas. Full oh, time. Yes
0: you were. Yeah, that's correct. So your day, you, oh, also, thank had, you for we also had <laughs> days off. Oh, we, did, we, we do need to tell them about that story. Day. When I yeah. rang you from work. Yes, that's another.
1: <laughs> but days off were like whatever days yeah. they yes. gave me. So it was Sunday and probably like a random Wednesday. It was never consistent to actually get clients to come in. So It was never feasible. Because of my
0: arrangement for my kids, Uh, my kids at that time would have been 10 and 6. For that reason, I was given set hours at work. So it worked for for them and it worked me. As a result of that, we were able to uh, launch twice a week group personal training and nutrition eight-week course as a result of those two days off. So 9 to 10 is when I did that and then... We'll tell you where, how the sessions increased, et cetera. And I then obviously went to work, did that, and worked on the business. But when I say worked on the business, I did the delivery more than doing anything in the background where Afro was really looking for how to monetize this on Facebook, how do we get more clients. Um, so he was all in and he was like, like you were too, really excited to find how do we do this, right? And um, so that was quite a scary time because I was... Uh we were we both need to like, you know, pay for the house. Um I had a mortgage, like as a single mom and two kids. Um there was not many risks I could take. Like I couldn't just leave, um like Afro did. Uh however he was if he didn't, we wouldn't have been in that place either because somebody needed to do the understanding the back of the business and understanding how to move this business forward.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Do we go to future intro that year? Christmas. Yeah.
0: Was it that year we went? 2017, I think we were next year.
1: When did we learn about Facebook? All right, let's go to year two. So year two, 2017, I've got here failing online, leaving business on these two things. So the failing online, I'll come back to in a second because I did a, I must have done the Facebook course before then. It must have been really early on.
0: Maybe. Because
1: we, went to, we oh. went to Future Ventura.
0: You were doing the course while you were there, weren't you?
1: No, we bought the course and a webinar. Yeah, that's it. Was so it 2016? Yeah. It might have been. We'll verify that later. But anyway, so at some point <laughs> on a Christmas, I think it was Chris, no New Year's Eve or day, I learned about Facebook ads. I, was, I must have been just scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad, and uh, from a guy, Jump Empathy, good guy, and uh, Jab- Jabril, Jabril, and uh, they they were advertising this Facebook ads course, Facebook blueprint or something. And this is obviously earlier on in Facebook ads 2016-17, I believe it was a year, and it was nine nine seven dollars. And it was like, ooh, it was quite painful, I think, to to think we're gonna spend nearly a thousand pounds on this thing. And I think we did we I think we I think we paid in full on a credit card, maybe. It might have been your credit card. Possibly. Yeah. Cause we were living off like one I was li- I was living off one credit card with a balance of like fifteen hundred, two grand on there. That just kind of tied me over to the start of twenty seventeen. So I was like very early on, I was like, right, we need to make some money. So we had two clients, Fire just mentioned. And then coming out of that, into 2017, we had f- evening clients kicked off. So we had Deepak and then you had his friend and partner in crime. From There's the two church. of them. Yeah. yeah. From the church where we trained our clients. We had a couple of clients between fire slots and then I had evening ones. I had two, I think. So we had like four. a must have had like seven to ten clients at that point in time coming into 2017. And in that time period, that's when I would believe that later that year I went to La Haradora for a business course, 2017.
0: La Haradora is in Spain. It's yeah. A beautiful
1: chicken. Little Little shoe, horseshoe or something. Yeah. Means. yeah. And then so home, it was ridiculous. Like the view was insane. Like the guy, it's our business, put it together and literally had like, it felt like a mansion on top of like a massive hill. A view was bonkers. Like it was literally, you didn't see anything but sea. And you see the sunrise, sunset. It was it was epic. Like so I could just sit there with the view all day. So we stayed there for a week, was it? And then I had a pool. And we never went in the pool once, did we? It, it was no, cold. Oh, yeah, because it was November. Yeah, yeah so it was it was warm enough to be in shorts, but it was probably not, let's jump in the pool weather. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that time, that's when we learned more about, like, putting an offer online. It's like to build out, like, how do we get online program? And, like, right, what could I help people with? And at the time, I was like, right, I liked C- CrossFit stuff. That could have been an avenue. I was exploring options in terms of, like, I wanted to do a six-week or eight-week type program. So it was a fitness and nutrition program, but it wasn't specific to a person or type of person. And this is where the kind of crucial mistakes come in, and that's why it says failing online, because I didn't know you had to niche down and find a particular type of person. I was like very broad and generic. It was the face-to-face local stuff because it was still a weight loss program. And the niche is obviously anyone who lives in your catchment area. So a local business can kind of get away with that, but you can't online because you're competing against hundreds of thousands of other people online. So you can't do it, the pool's too big. So you have to niche down. And I remember like putting this thing together, I spent like the whole time we're there putting it together. I think you learned about landing pages and lead pages. Yeah. I think you created your first landing page. I remember probably doing that. And then I created my first landing page and then we're playing around with ads at the time as well. So we came home and I finished the work for that piece, which is then all like recording the videos, which t- took, for, I had to learn to record and edit videos. So I was using an iPhone like six, whatever type of iPhone it was. And I, was, I had no mic and it was in the office I used. So if you have ever seen in my training videos or stories or reels, it's in the office, but that was all whiteboard background. It wasn't kitted like a studio type thing. It was literally getting one of those whiteboards. Remember that the peel away ones? So you stick it on the wall and every now and then peel away slowly. Yeah. yeah. And then you could write on it though. So it was just good. I write on it and I'll do my thing. like talk about calories, macros, exercise. And then we also went to the gym Didn't we and filmed some stuff as well. So I, I took some. that video. So I took all this information and put it all together. And I learned how to edit using iMovie, which took me like a lot of time. And then put background music in there, how to do worksheets. And i like, where to I put this thing? And I remember we were using uh, WordPress, which is very, very clunky. If you want to put together a, um, a membership site, because I didn't know about ClickFunnels or Kajabi or anything then. So I was like, right, I built this clunky looking thing and put it all together. And I was like, right, how do I sell this thing, right? Facebook ads is probably the best way because I learned about that. So I'm thinking, right, I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put some money on this thing. And obviously this is all the way through Christmas. I'm just like exhausted working until like two in the morning, three in the morning. I was like, I was not sleeping because I wanted to get this launched for January because in the health space, right, in January, everyone wants help with the health and fitness, yeah? So let me put it out then and we'll make all our money back because this is when you think, like, I'm going to just put it out there and I'm going to sell loads and this is going to be easy. So I remember putting up the ads together, cheat sheets, guides, Facebook ads. My niece came up to me, Malika, and I said, oh, what are you always working Uncle? you always got your laptop? On Christmas Day, I didn't speak to anyone because I was just focused. I had the food and I was focused on building this thing out. And then we came out of Christmas 26th, 27th of December, launched it, and then um, weeks and days days passed and nobody bought anything. And I had like a few people as leads, like five people maybe, but nobody bought the damn thing. So I was just stuck with this thing and I must've spent like nearly up to a thousand pounds. And at that time when you're starting out in business, that's like, you know, a month's wage if you like. So I spent way too much money in it. And then Farah turns to me and says those words always make me cringe. You're going to have to get a job. I was like, damn. And that's when 2018 was like rebuilding the business. So that's kind of 2017. And you were talking about leaving Debenhams, weren't you, at the time?
0: Yeah, so you left in December and I left in...
1: So you left the year after, 2017, March, you just checked, didn't you? Yeah. I just and Facebook.
0: Photos, um, and that's when I left to then become uh, full-time in my... Um, in this business, really, to, to deliver more. Because now we, we obvi- obviously, you know, we had a really good start to the business. It was the group coaching sessions. Nobody was doing it. I don't think locally in our area. Um, people, referral was quite good straight away. People talking about it, telling another person about it. That was pretty good. Price point, obviously, really was attractive for people. Um, they liked the idea that there was nutrition part of it, which is normally not the case. Uh, we had little journals that we created, didn't we? Oh, yeah. The journals, You, if you signed up, you get a journal and you write your foods down and then we'll check the foods. Uh, we'll do like a, a coaching session at the end of each. And supermarket um, tour. We did the supermarket tour as part of that. So we built out like a stack value. What can we give them to transform them? And literally every single client had a transformation really coming to that because we're seeing them face-to-face as well. Um, and then there was conversations that we would f- support them via text as well, WhatsApp. So, pretty pretty good business. Um, however, just when I was listening to you why you were building this thing out, well, why do you think we were building this thing out when we had just started the group personal training face-to-face session?
1: Because someone told me to. Because I don't, I don't, I, we went to this business course, it made sense. We just spent five grand. And we also, also we also learned how to build out the Grid City f- graduates bit, which I forgot to say. So we had like a Grid City Fitness, the name of the business, and the Grid City graduates are people who graduate the eight-week program. And then stayed there after. Because we didn't know what to... S- we had nothing to sell afterwards. So we'd keep selling the eight weeks. And did people just leave? I don't even remember.
0: Yeah, the first couple of people definitely le- left because there was nothing to sell.
1: Yeah, we didn't even think like what to do next. And we just, it, was, it seemed so ridiculous looking back. But we had eight weeks and I don't know. They must have just left. Then we just kept getting people eight weeks. And we're like, right, we need to do something here. And one of the ladies... What's her name? I can't for life remember her name now. But anyway, she had something similar as a business model in a different part of the UK, Alison. So she was like, right, have you ever considered this? And we talked to her about it. That's where we built out that piece of the second kind of phase of the program. So with the first phase, eight weeks, then a monthly like subscription thereafter to obviously maintain and improve your results there afterwards. And then the reason why I was thinking, right, we went to this event, paid five grand to be in Spain, La Haridora, I was like, well, the models will learn and implement what we learn and implement it—that's my thinking. That was it. Right. I didn't even think about it because why learn something if you're not going to use it?
0: We will do a podcast so. on a, a visionary and integrator one day where you will guys will be very clear of if you are two people in the business. Um, when I'm um, when I'm listening back to this right now, and this is not pre-rehearsed or anything, I'm almost like how not how did I allow you to do that? That's probably because i probably got <laughs> right. But how can I? why Why were we so distracted and why didn't we just not focus on actually group personal training, nutrition coaching, which was a new business already. But I think we would try to fly high too quick, maybe, because so oh, within yeah. the six-month period, we'd already bought the Facebook course and then we'd already uh, paid for the next course, which was uh, the, the, the La Horodora one, the business. No, that was a year later. Was that a year later? Yeah, because it was back
1: end of 2017. Yeah. So it was a year after we launched the business, year and a two months or something
0: although we did build out the LTV which was obviously the, the oh biggest yeah success of, uh, our because we would gathered up eight 70 80 clients by the end uh before the COVID and that was as a result of building that out so that kind of yeah. paid off
1: oh yeah definitely that five grand paid over ten times over in the end yeah so that was kind of like 20 what was your thought about leaving Debenhams when you left
0: very scary, quite scary, because it's a regular income. I was there for 15 years. I was loved, valued, cherished in that business. I really liked T- it. Tell it them about your me. award, Farah. My award, yeah, I got the <laughs> best manager.
1: She keeps her. I've got business of the year, whatever, manager of the year award. I kept heard about that. I'll still hear about that now, six years later. <laughs>
0: And because Efra didn't get one, he wants to, he doesn't like it, as you can see. <laughs>
1: I wasn't there for 16 years. Um, uh, yes, I would have so won if I kept going. <laughs>
0: I was there and, uh, you know, I had m- both my kids in, in. while I was working in this particular store. I'd, you know, gone from being a very junior manager to a very senior manager, um, you know. So anyway, just long story short, uh, it was very scary, not just emotionally, but also what if this doesn't work out? Like, what do I do? I'm going to go back. Even though they told me you can come back, her, you know, and I'm like, okay, thank God for that. You're telling me that I can come back. But it was a lot of scariness and, um, but I just had to bite the bullet and go. Yeah,
1: I remember that because my manager asked me the question and he said, uh, would you ever come back? I said, nope. He goes, really? Is that really shut? Like, would you not? No, I said, no, I'd probably do something else.
0: Why do we, why are we so different like that?
1: I think we do like risk do uh, you think, tolerance. Are people
0: born like this, you think? Or uh, do you become like this um, for a reason?
1: I don't know, because of your background, maybe you wanted it more settled. I think you said because you were like moved from house to house to place to place, didn't you, growing up? Yeah. So maybe you're looking like, I want to settle down and do something for a period of time. I wasn't, I wasn't, I always had the mentality of like, I'm not happy in a situation, I'm going to change it. So I was like, why am I hanging around something I don't enjoy anymore or do? So I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, if I'm not enjoying this, let me change it. If that's a different role, or maybe ask for more responsibilities. Just gotta do something, cause it's too much of the same and I don't like it. And it's like, I get bored and then you get destruct- destructive because you're bored. So where's the stimulus for me? So I need like stimulus to keep me going. And that stimulus, so businesses, there's so many bits going on in business. There's enough stimulation in it that you don't need to be crazy with it. But that that was my reason for leaving. Is that your question? No, or just, risk tolerance, so yeah. Different. Yeah, I've just got higher risk tolerance, I think. Yeah. I think mom, mum obviously had a um, mom, dad got divorced and then it was just me, and my mom, and my sisters, she worked like two, three jobs. So all that around me was like, if she can do that, what am I complaining about? It's like, it's easy for me versus that, if you like. That's how I saw it. So it's was like, it just makes sense. It didn't, it just made sense. I didn't know any, any other way of thinking.
0: Yeah, and uh, I came from a very disruptive uh, childhood to set meeting my first husband, settling down and not wanting to change any of that. And I didn't want any kind of change that's going to literally be so different to what I've been used to. So here we go. Sometimes you do have to make that change to grow. And I definitely didn't grow. I felt like I was stagnant. Like I could do the work in Devonham's after maybe two, three years of being there. I could just do it. Like I didn't learn anything new. But I liked going there and I liked working there and it was it was good you know i have no regrets and i have literally no complaints about it however the the, the person that i wanted the, i couldn't grow so i'd never learned a new skill so it was like if you don't grow you're dying aren't you almost so i think i was very stagnant for what 15 let's say 10 years at least i was also bringing out my kids so you needed that mental capacity anyway
1: that's true and then that takes us to 2018 so i was about rebuilding the business and Farah's put supporting new ideas, so she can share that bit in a second. But yeah, so I, I literally was like, right, I need to get that part-time job Farah mentioned. So to close the loop on that. So I think you suggested about getting Domino's, because you saw or heard something locally in it. If I remember correctly, I
0: think we were getting some Domino's, and I just saw the sign in there.
1: It was a sign, <laughs> <laughs> of a sign. So yeah,
0: I because it had to be, it had to be after you delivered the session, so it couldn't be. In between,
1: it couldn't yeah, it couldn't be a regular nine to five job, it wouldn't work, it had to be part time. So, I was like, Right, piece of delivery made sense. I think I got maybe that one first. And then Farah has a friend Naomi who has a cleaning business, so there were my two options, and it, it made sense more from that point of view. Obviously, I could have gone back to nine to five, but it can't grow the business as well. So, I did that. So, it was like cleaning like three or four times a week, nine till about one ish. And then I, I'd come home, have lunch, whatever it was, do more work, and then coach clients for two hours in the evening. And that's pretty much on repeat. Then on a f- Saturday and a Sunday, I kept want to keep Friday night free. I don't think we called it date night then, but we just had time together. Mm. We call it date, might not have. But Saturday, so I'd come. We'd like Saturday would go the. Do we go to the gym Saturday morning? I don't remember anymore. Yeah, we always go. So to I must the have gone board. gym Saturday morning. Did some work on the business, and then about four or five o'clock, I'd leave. And then come back about one o'clock in the morning and then i'll do that on sunday as well so like sunday into monday was quite intense it'd be like six hours sleep or whatever it was then back up and then working and cleaning again so it's just, I, I was in this repetitive loop and then that time frame that's when i found podcast i was just so bored i've listened to music like, blah, blah, blah. like that time of night it's all like just shouty shouty hardcore hip-hop or hardcore something it was like it's just too much it Was like. It's the same thing. I was getting bored. I was like, I can't listen to this. Because when you drive around pizza, you just have this dead time from drop to drop. Sometimes the drop can be five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, there and back. So you just got dead time. I was like, I've got to do something different. And I think I remember, we may have listened to audiobooks then. Because I think i am listened to Seven Habits. I remember a moment when I was driving, I was like, this book is so boring. And I pulled up and I was like, right, I've got to make a decision here. I can't keep listening to this book. Or I've got to reframe how I listen to this book. And is that like, right. Actually, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to reframe it and power through because people keep recommending this book. And as from that moment forward, it felt like I was reading a different book or listening to a different book. And it's pretty damn good. And that's one of my favorite books of all time, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And then I think I found this little purple button on my phone called Podcast. Like, what the hell is this? So I clicked it. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. And I, I just randomly must have, in business or marketing or something and found Gary Vaynerchuk and that's the moment when I listened to him and I was like oh my god this is American brash swearing screw this F that and I'm like oh this is quite intense I'm like wow it's like drinking from a fire holes and I, I really got I was like okay I like this guy so I listened to like I must have gone back like I'm talking years and this is like 2018 so I must have gone back to like two years back and started listening from back in the day and just kind of to that point where i was in time so i must have consumed hundreds of hours of this guy talking about marketing and business and i was like as he said things about facebook ads it's like oh i'm gonna go home and implement so like i'd come home excited and if i left, finished early like at 11 i'd come home and do some work on it or the next day on sunday i'd do some work on it so i was learning about how to rebuild the business in that time frame as well so that that piece of like having the time and i you've got to really think about this because this is this is a guy who used to wear a suit and tie to work and was a senior manager and had big teams. Now I'm delivering pizzas. And I remember delivering a pizza to one of our clients, Farah's clients. I was like, oh God, this looks bad. And she's like, Afro, I'm like, mm, here's your pizza. And then I kind of ran away. But I kind of remember thinking, I'm only here for a set time. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm also make the most of this time and just enjoy it as, as I'm here. You know, something different, variety, whatever it was. But that, time it taught me so much about marketing and business I was consumed books audioly, audibly so that was my kind of 2018
0: Wow! Oh, I just looked at you and I thought you're very uh, humble aren't you and you're very um, I don't know that would have been quite hard for me to be delivering a pizza to my client and having to like hide from that or but you like, you take it on your chest and I like that about you. That's pretty good. You put us in it and then you take us out of it as well. So, (laughs) Supporting new ideas is what a little note I made that I wanted to talk about. So you might be thinking, why is it that you had to, if your business started to pick up, you're doing well, why is it that you needed to get jobs? So not sure if Afro mentioned they came in with, um, you know, when we first met, he had like 30 odd grand of debt. So he had to have certain amount of money coming in not only to then add to the household, because he was living in my house now, and um, which is our house now together, but uh, he had to also contribute to his food and everything, as well as pay for the debts that he was paying from the job that he had with Divenhams. So he needed to have at least a certain amount of money. Now, he never bought any clothes. He was never... He didn't drink, he had no other expenditure. He was very, very, you know, very, very tight with all his money. <laughs> yeah, purposely. But he did needed to go and do because the the business could not support that extra. So this is the reason for doing them just kind of giving a bit of background. Although our business started to grow, but also we also <laughs> we <laughs> we, <laughs> we also wanted to do other things like um we like traveling, we watch CrossFit. Uh, we went to regionals in Spain a few times. Uh, we also paid for business. I mean, literally every year of the business, we've had a business coach. We've bought business courses. We have continuously, le- we've been learning continuously. And it's normally Afro who finds these things. And then I get... <laughs> get the invoice. <laughs> but I got quick? an invoice for you. Yeah, pretty much. I I remember meeting Afro, I had 10,000 in my account, and I was like, no, no, I need to tell you guys this, right? 10,000 in my bank account, and I I like to live like that with a buffer. Can
1: we go back? That's 2019.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and they just get eaten into, slowly and slowly and slowly. And And Afro said, what would you do with this money? I said, I don't know. I just like it. I just like to have it there in case I need it, in case I need it for my kids, in case I need it. But... The reality was that I needed to put that money in and learn and grow the business, which is eventually what we end up doing. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the reason for some of the struggle, some of the cleaning jobs that we both did was because we had more expenses and our business at that time was still, still quite new, couldn't cover it.
1: Yeah, it could cover itself and like advertising, marketing, blah, blah, blah. And we experimented cover Facebook. Yeah, it, it, to me, it covered the majority of most of both our salaries, which is quite a lot considering there's two people trying to run a house with two kids um, as well as growing the business. So most of the money back went just back into the business. So it was very, very tight and very, very frugal at that time. And I think that kind of like ties it back into year four, 2019. I put here floating and lost. So this is my Afro uh, experiment. Another new idea.
0: <laughs> that's right so, ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to this you're probably getting used to so, so many ideas so in
1: 2018 I think it must have it must have been 2018 we went to an event in London and it was literally it was almost like speaking to us um, and it actually might have been th- that year we went to La Heradora. no it must have been afterwards, playing around anyway so 2019 and the back of 2018 you we went to an event in London and the event was Message for Millions and it's how do you put a message together to help millions of people. I was like, this is perfect because we kind of trying to dabble online but we don't really know what we want to do like as extra. We're like, we are both looking. We started to write blogs. You remember that, Farah? Yeah. We, so, yeah. I remember going on that. in the background. Right? Yeah, so 2018, I was, I was learning how to write blogs. So, yeah, we, because of the Gary Vee effect, I, like, I need to be everywhere. And kind of I took it as gospel, which was kind of a bit of a mistake which I'll we'll get onto later. So, I was like, right, he said, be here, be there. I was like, right, let's start a YouTube channel, let's start blogging, let's start podcasting so we started dabble around with that during the, that time and it was like right we've how do we put all this stuff together as big coach little coach Farah came up with a name and uh how do we because I started writing about fitness health relationships all kinds of random music all kinds of stuff and Farah started writing stuff about uh, health and fitness mainly and women and we just was I was writing actually was one of our clients I remember on a Thursday she came in and um she was talking about um Ramadan and how to give thanks and gratitude. Oh, wow, it's quite enlightening. So I wrote a little post and took a photo of my face, just making a face. And I had like five, six comments. I was like, oh, people are coming. And every Thursday after a session, I just thought, oh, I'll just do it again. And every Thursday, I started writing and it's got longer and longer. I was like, I need to start putting this somewhere. Where'd I put this? Oh, blogging. So that's when I thought about blogging and investing like a $97 course or something on blogging. And then I put a website together using wordpress which is clunky as hell now but i put that together and i was like far oh, i do do some of this writing so she did she joined me I'm and like then like it a
0: sheep i just follow <laughs> him around wherever then, he goes
1: and then at the back of 2019 it was like okay where do we put this together like what do we do with this thing 2018 and that's where we went to the event in december 2018 so in that time mm-hmm. i was like right we're primed to be investing or thinking about sold the next to. step and that's what we did we got sold to to join a a speaking academy, you won't name the speakers and the name of the thing. Um, but we went to that and then, far was like, I wanna do this. So we invested in the first stage and that 10 grand became seven grand. And then we went to that a weekend, it was so intense, like four days. Mm. It was like Thursday to Sunday, I think. But we learned so much about speaking, about the, the one, two, three, reality, the tonality. To yeah, it was nuts. Tell a
0: story from left to right, you're here, where do you wanna be?
1: was bunkers and then because the idea was to sell from stage pretty much yeah but you learn how to create a unique system and product using and how acronyms. to label it and name it using acronyms and it was it was really good framework and I really like that framework and I still use that to today and that was the idea of like right that's when 2019 kicked in and I was like right I want to take this skill we learned and invested in the next stage of the program that was another seven grand that disappeared plus the money we paid monthly as well, and we did that. So we did that for a period of time, and I was learning how to speak, and then I was going to do an event. The event came in November 2019, and in that event, it was Men's International Day, and I remember, because we were part of NatWest Business Accelerator as well. Jeez, we've done so much, haven't we? I think about it. (laughs) Probably my idea again. Anyway, we were part of NatWest Business Accelerator program, so we got into that. Um, not everyone gets in, so we had to go for application process. But in that time frame, I had like six to nine months of lead up to this thing because I knew it was coming and I volunteered myself to speak for 90 minutes. Uh, so every day I'd spend 15 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes, just walking around the house practicing. And I kept practicing every day, putting things together slowly. Call putting it a it up a
0: speech? No, it's yeah, not. Presentation. Presentation. No, yeah, so
1: I was yeah. pra- pra- practicing my 90-minute presentation in little bits, building it up and getting coached on the side for that. And then the big day came, the nineteenth, and it was like right. I've got that? my even. My sister came to help, and we had like a little table at the back with forms, applications, and I spoke for ninety minutes, and I was really proud because I didn't have notes. We didn't have any notes, so I just had a white I had a whiteboard, and then I also had a uh, presentation. But the presentation was like minimal slides. It wasn't like I was reading the slides, so I did my spiel, and at the end you have to pitch your offer. So I was pitching my offer. And then I said, like, guys, stand up. Everyone stood up and goes, okay, this is my offer. Go back to the room. It's going to be for five minutes, whatever it is. And then nobody moved. (laughs) Nobody moved. So nobody ran to the back of the room. Nobody bought a thing. And I felt like, what a dick to an extent. But I'm really glad I did it looking back. But at that time, I was crushed. I was like, nobody bought anything. I spent all this time putting this thing together, creating the offer, thinking about taking these men, because about empowering men. Taking them away and teaching them about health and fitness and nutrition, all that stuff to go with it and making them live a more fulfilled life. But a couple of things that I got feedback on one was someone that said it's not an environment to pitch in. Okay, so the audience probably wasn't right. Number two uh, was great feedback is like you needed a bigger audience, you need a different kind of setting because it's the right thing, but in the wrong environment. So I had loads of multiple different feedbacks and multiple people. Someone even said to me, it's just a day job. So I got such a range of feedback. It's like, I did not know where to go with this. And I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, I remember leaving that. And me and Faris we went for a little celebratory Nando's I think. And I came home, I was exhausted. I, I think I just fell asleep for three hours because I was so exhausted because speaking for that long and the high of it just knocked me out. And then I was like, where do I go now from here?
0: soul-crushing experience that he put himself into this is what i'm talking about where he has an idea then he, will, he does go ahead and ex- execute them he does try every you know he goes ahead and tries the like i would not have, i wouldn't have said no to that event personally myself if i was asked however saying that i also got ready to speak you did. for women's international day and the day when we were told the covid has cancelled every single event much. throughout the country no, no in netwest which i was gutted because i had planned for this and i had i think women 100 women coming to this and obviously that got uh, that would have been interesting because i've never spoken in front of so many people that would have been my first
1: you did one before though we're talking about 2019 you did a a spiel you've got a client from something remember was it astrid oh yes
0: i did i was invited to go to somebody else's um, stage to 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 deliver a presentation yeah i did that that Uh, i did actually yes
1: because on here if I was put on here which is a reminder for you you also put online for mums so this is when you did your I was doing empowering men and if I was doing transforming busy mums lives
0: yeah so while doing the speakers uh, course I had created a transform because I was always passionate about transforming mums' um, lives uh, in some in the health capacity, teaching them nutrition. Uh, I was doing that anyway with my face to face client, but this is now starting to create an online presence. Uh, and I'm talking about very small presence. And I'd put something together and I'd created a like a nine ninety nine program, wasn't it?
1: Oh yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, and it uh. was actually
0: to support some of my clients that couldn't actually make it face to face, so they could have a presence where they could, don't miss out on workouts. It kind I of started that. with that, really. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, I never remember that. Jeez, yeah. And uh, anything you want to add to that in terms of that year for you? Because that yes. was all about online transforming busy moms' lives. What did you learn? What did you do? Because that podcasting, then, didn't we? I, th- I was. You a did th- have a My pod-
0: speaking uh, experience was very scary, by the way. I was very uncomfortable in that environment. I was really, uh, almost like resentful of Afro for like even finding this thing. I don't want to. And it was my own issue. Like I didn't want to go in front of a stage. I didn't want to go in front of people. I didn't want to tell them my story. Um, the story that you told was your story of your childhood. So how you were, how you it, were brought it can be up. Me any but, story. No, I know. But that's you pick that. ch- I picked that yeah. story because that's my story, right? So I picked that. I always struggled to tell it. Um, even though I'd written, I'd also started writing blogs. I first time opened up about my childhood abuse in uh, my first blog. And um, my whole family literally sent me messages saying, you know, we don't bring these things to our, you know, to social media in front of the public. I got quite a lot of... Um, yeah, it was
1: really bad from the family at the beginning.
0: It, it was quite a lot of resistance. Uh, and then I thought, shit, what have I done? I shouldn't have done this. You know, um, why am I uh, upsetting my mom, my sister, my brother? And now they've got used to it. And I literally probably scroll past my partner because <laughs> it cannot <laughs> be bothered to... And it almost it, it mm. like they said, to you will do anything to sell. And that wasn't the case. It, that's not why I did it. We had nothing to sell anyway. It was <laughs> and the reason I did that because I wanted people to resonate. And it, now looking back and all of the coaching, my coach, the mentors I've had, they've always said that bring your whole self to the table. But it's really hard to begin with because you, you hide certain aspects about yourself because you're embarrassed, you're ashamed, or there's certain things attached to it. But when you... Slowly, when you expose yourself, because people are coming forward because they know why y- your stories resonated. You know that's the difference between you and another coach. And I never knew why people will come to me when they can go down the road to another coach who's more experienced. But now I understand that that's the unique point was me and something about my story resonated. So I needed to speak more. I needed to write more.
1: Yeah, definitely, I think it's that building. No one can trust, like you said, with your audience. And like the only difference is you is probably your story. You could people can rip your products and services off and model whatever, but they can't take your story. And that's true to you. So that's what we learned massively and then we also got married in twenty nineteen. Oh just yeah. chuck that in there as well. Okay. <laughs> so
0: again we're still investing in ourselves. You know, our money was still really tight and we got married with well how much was it? Two thousand about two and a half grand, two. We grand. did car boot sales to sell, um to, to to just pay for the wedding and we did all kinds of things we had yeah,
1: very blessed like we had great people family. who just volunteered for stuff family helped us like, as well So decorated everything yeah, like so literally everything in what the we, have to, we have
0: we haven't told you is that in the background a community of absolutely to this legends point, building in the background called the gris city fitness crew gris city oh, graduates you, kind of, you just, <laughs> re, just rename them <laughs> <laughs> so they these, these, these clients, all the clients were invited, by the way, to the wedding. <laughs> and if you look at the wedding photos ever on my Facebook or Afros, you'll see majority of them are actually our clients, um, small amount of family yeah. as well. And they actually helped to pull the wedding together because we got married where we actually trained our clients. So that was yeah. such an epic moment, I think. It, it, just the, the way people came together, I can't explain it.
1: Yeah, because we had a moment where to change all the tables over. Uh, all the seating and all the dining stuff to clear the space out. It was like, oh yeah, we haven't thought about this bit because obviously we organized our weddings. like, right, I just sent a message out to five or six people and they all just came, like seven, eight of them came and turned it all over with Sue and it was just brilliant. Turned over to a dance floor and it was like, it was awesome. Like, it was a great day and they, they're they special and they really helped us out at that time when we needed it. So yeah, we got married and then. And pastor
0: married us and the that we hide our church, our, our space from to to person train.
1: So it very personal, whole experience. And then that brings us to 2020. So, big year. Pandemic. Dun, 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 dun. I just put pandemic. Do you remember that the day it. that you told End the
0: clients of. we're not allowed to coach you for right first we to touch now. anything. An Get away from session. me. I'd done the morning. Morning was fine. We hadn't yeah. been told anything about March. It in March 2020. Is
1: that right? Correct. It was yeah. March 2020. So, I, I was like, cause it, obviously, you guys listening right now would know about this. <laughs> <gasps> Uh, unless you're like one years old, you won't be listening to this, uh, you would know that the pandemic happened. Um, Sorry. And the way it happened was in stages. And then it was like literally like in February, there's inklings of stuff happening. But you think, oh, it's in China. It's not going to come around down here. No big deal. And it slowly just built up. And then all of a sudden, before you knew it, everything's locked down. And we're like, what? But in that time, 2019, 2020, obviously, far I mentioned that 999 program she was selling, that's where we started to dabble with online just before the pandemic 2019. So when the pandemic hit and I remember telling our clients, I might not able to coach this evening. I think we're still at the evening session and I gave them weights to take home because we're going to now turn this online at home. And also because we th- people are thinking it might last three months. Like we like didn't know, we know how didn't long it was going to last.
0: We couldn't train them. Yeah, It was, was Ill-
1: illegal, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I had to give weights out, went to people's houses and dropped weights to their house. Yeah. And March, April time. And then, and so, so we had new clients join. So some of the new ones are like, this is not why I signed up. For. Yeah, but some of the ones who've been, been there longer were like proper solid and like stayed and said, look, we'll support you guys, you know, whatever, because they're still getting paid because they're on furlough. So it's like they were still paying us money. So at that time, far was doing like ridiculous sessions in the living room, um, and did like three.
0: We had we had eleven to eleven sessions uh, that we were running face to face. Like so, from going from eleven to like nothing face to face was a massive shock for for our for our clients. And even when even when we trying to, it was a desperation to rescue and to be able to deliver the same thing to these clients. And I, I remember saying to Afro, I have got to deliver exactly the sessions that we delivered. They cannot be reduced.
1: Yeah. So, so, I was doing eight, eight to ten sessions a week. So I was doing a six a.m. in the room, room. nine thirty,
0: uh, and then I was doing two in the evening. A I think did one in the evening. We did one. Evening. Yeah, it wasn't two. Yeah. It, I think there were still I mat- I mirrored all the sessions. Eight. Um, I, I, feel I feel like it was eight. More than that. Uh, anyway, it was daily.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was three a day, three a day, two. Yeah, eight, yeah. eight sessions a week like delivering and actually doing it with them not just instructing them so she was I, I call it jump around the living room uh, and then I was like right I need to learn this fa- this online stuff so I'm just sitting in the back cave of an office and just there hours and hours just <laughs> consuming content and learning and that's all I did pretty much from the start of the year to the end of the year and it's when we got our next business coach in that time because I do not have a coach for about a good six yeah. months then for was the
0: that- time of pandemic we didn't have anybody did we
1: no, because we're just trying to like pull resource and think, right, what do we do? We've got a bounce back loan because most super just made sense to do so. I'm like, right, how, how do we do this? Like how do we're we go just online? We
0: we we're, we're just waiting for something to lift. Like is COVID gonna still be here. We just didn't know what was going on. So we just literally delivering these sessions. Didn't wait. I didn't wait. No, no, as in waiting, not what I'm saying is we we weren't sure whether our face to face business because we didn't go in planning that our face to face was gonna shut down that shut down as a result of COVID oh, yeah. and also building the online. So it was like that, that curve, we, we went down the curve and then started to rise up again throughout the month of March, April, May, June, July, customers were dropping off. Every single time I got a message saying, this isn't working out for me. I'm really, I like to be in a group. I can't do it from home. There was lots of this and they were dropping because these, these people are now on monthly by the way. And also they couldn't afford some of them because of their jobs were affected. So these were people, so our monthly income was dropping each month. Do you for want to say anything?
1: I think Farah saw it as more like, you uh, I was, you was panicked, really worried. I
0: was, I was really panicked. I was thinking, yeah. what, am I gonna, what are we going to do? Um, this is really quite hard. Like the number of people, we, we had such a good retention rate. Hardly people left, you know, um, really high retention rate. So this was quite hard to keep them motivated and going.
1: Yeah. I think there's still a core of people that allowed us to obviously eat and pay the bills and blah, et cetera. So in that time, as I said, I was learning about face about learning online, and I did their one follow away challenge. So I learned about how to build landing landing pages. Just remembered how to build landing pages, and that's when we started to go right. That's when we got our first online product out, didn't we? Thirty day challenge for forty seven pound. Yeah, and far I had a few people in that, and
0: they were for probably some fruit, some
1: clients or, or new of us or previous clients one or two brand new people, but it's like two or three at a time. And we tried to then convert them to like a four nine seven and then a bigger program. And it was very hard to know like where's the consistency in that because when he sell something for £47, pound, we didn't realise this, but at the time we're like, oh £47, pound, we convert this and that, that made him that much money, etc. But if you're spending fifty pounds to acquire that 47 you've got to have a good back end structure. We didn't really have one. Plus the people who do that already have a massive audience and they're liquidating the ad spend. I didn't even know that. I was like, oh I learned that years later or a year later, like last year I learned that. Is this when we hired um, the first agency? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we he told us that he could help us to do it. And but the problem we had was that we didn't have a high ticket offer. So it only really works when you're running ads when you've got a high ticket end offer because forty seven you need to convert that to someone who's going to pay like nine at least or one or two grand, or you can go straight to the high ticket, which is what we do now, which is a lot easier and simpler. But having that 47 is because people want to do this. So big ad agencies or big people who've got big budgets who who are making millions or thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands will then go right. When I put ads on and spend a hundred pound a day, it costs me way too much to get a lead because leads just the ad cost goes up per lead. And to reduce that, they put a product in front of people. So they're not just trying to put a free lead, um, free lead to get a free client. They're trying to then put a forty-seven-pound product and get a client as well. So the uh, cost per lead goes down, so they can actually break even at best on the front end and make all the profit in the back end. But I didn't know that. I'm thinking, oh, I'll just do a forty-seven and, and it'll work into this, but it doesn't work unless you've got big cash to spend. So we're dabbling with that, and we had a few people come from that from that. And that's when we started to them towards the back end of the year. This is where kind of fire I put in here. Sold her first to get client.
0: So we had uh, so we did this uh, a free challenge or something, didn't we? You did. I didn't even do it. Uh, and uh it's Me again. <laughs> here we go again. Like <laughs> every every single initiative he has here taken. Here we go again. Um so anyway, I I'm did the no challenge Superman. and uh, do you enjoy the singing in the background? Okay. We did, th- I d- we did this challenge and I created a high-ticket offer just on piece of paper. Um, nothing built out. Obviously, my experience is coming along, right? you, you got to remember now going five years of experience of transforming women's lives. Um, so I, I, I get this client over. I have a uh, – she has been my client previously. So again, low-hanging fruit. And she uh, tells me that she wants to lose weight. She's going to be fifty, and she needs to lose this weight, whatever happens. Now, remember, in her head, she's no idea. I'm about to drop a bomb off price on her because (coughs) she's she's uh, never paid anything like that for herself. Oops, he just dropped a bottle there, guys. Um. So yeah, she. We we had a conversation. I didn't have any. I did not know a structure on how to ask questions, breaking belief questions, or. Future pacing, or there was nothing. no script, there was no script, there was nothing right. Um, so I only just had a conversation with her, and then she said, Okay, I, I want to do this. And I said, Okay, uh, would you like to know the investment? And she said, yeah. And then I said <laughs> the price, and there was a silence. I said, It is um, two thousand pounds. And I went quiet, and there was just a really awkward silence on the Zoom. This is on Zoom, my first not my first Zoom actually, because I had delivered challenges on there. This is obviously previously this year that I'm talking about 2020, 20. 20, 2020 and it was December 29th, 27th, 28th after Christmas, wasn't it? When I sold yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. In around Christmas. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, to, after Christmas, actually just a few days before the new year when I actually um, gave her the price and she said, Oh, Oh gosh, like that. And then she said, I I was in my head. I knew this. No, no, she's not going to pay, but I'm doing a little rep here. I'm just going to, i sat right in front of me on I, the sofa Waiting to make a Stripe payment. Was yeah. it Stripe? Yeah, whatever we're Stripe using. PayPal, I don't even know, what don't know we're what using. What <laughs> And she said, "Okay, give me half an hour. I need to move some money around." And this is she told me on WhatsApp. So I said, "Okay." Uh, no, she told me on the phone uh, on Zoom, and then we put the Zoom down, and I'm like, oh, "I don't think she's going to do it." Anyway, I get a message back. Like, do you want to jump on Zoom again because I'm now about to make the payment? So she makes the full payment. Actually, I gave her options. She can pay three payments off think it was 2,400 of one full payment of 2,000 two, $2, and she took the full payment option and the money was in my account with, <laughs> within like the next hour or so and that was my fi- first ever high ticket and that what do you think that ha- my brain was like okay I can do this I can actually do this this can be delivered but it didn't come from <laughs> just being qualified straight to that it came from just being qualified selling it for all different prices and then going into high ticket. And, and what does that, now when I sold it, then I thought, oh my God, what does that look like? How do I deliver this thing? How do I enhance it? And, and my main aim is to get the transformation for her, which I did. So that was a, a successful. For her 50th message. birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, got, yeah. It all, got, got her completely ready. And to this day, she messages me um, because she's local and she's still, still, to this day, it's like year two now, 293, and she is still in top form, which is great. that
1: was worth investing wasn't it definitely and i remember just sitting there as i was making the link going oh my god i can't believe this is happening because obviously we're thinking this is the back end of the pandemic things are maybe starting to open up in after christmas i think he said whatever phase we're in at that time and that's when we we also made investment into another business coach who helped us to learn the facebook group stuff and that really accelerated the process into 2021. Yeah. And that's kind of like when things really kicked off for us online. And that's when things really happened with in terms of both businesses. And um, we just went, right, we're not going back to face-to-face. And I, I was very adamant not to want to do that in 2021 because we could have gone back and slowly had a bit of face-to-face and then build it back up. But it was like, why do we want to do that when we've got an option of having online? The flexibility online was just there. It was like, I never wanted to, and we even had discussions before, we never really wanted to have multiple site. Business because then we'd become a regional manager where to go to place to place to site to site. And it was, it, I didn't want that. And I didn't want to do a franchise. So I was like, right. That's why I we were was so adamant and trying to do something online because I just knew that it was scalable. I knew that it was flexible so we could live anywhere and do anything. And I didn't like being tied down to like had to be a certain time, certain place thing. I love that flexibility. So I was like, right, we need to really think how can make that work versus going back to face to face. I think, and I think because we made the, the two grand, obviously makes a massive difference versus like 67 or 127 pound a month. It's like such a massive difference. Like that one client paid for 10 clients in the other business, if that makes sense. So I was like, let's just do more of this. <laughs> it just makes sense. One versus 10. So that year, yeah. So we cleared our debts 2021. So debt free and six figure year. So that's when I launched, we launched helping other people to do what we did basically terms of setting up health businesses because we did it for five years anyway up to that point and that's when I started to coach that element because I learned about Facebook ads I learned about offer creation I learned about copywriting I've done a lot over those years and that's why I decided to do more content and more videos and lives and all that stuff and then we cleared our debt I was like right I want to clear this debt by November of 2021 so 31 grand 34 grand gone for the first time since about 19.
0: I remember you you put a date on it, didn't you? Yes, I was like, uh, screw it,
1: going for it, going for it. (laughs) Because when when we launched that in the first 90 days, made 30 grand, I think it was. Yeah. Something like that, yeah.
0: And I I think we've always got a result and transformations for people, but I think in the last year, uh, because there's the business coaches that were being uh, coached, you you could see the transformation was huge with these people that came on board you know, if they were charging fifty pounds an hour, we resonated with it so much because that's us, that was us, and we helped them to then create their own thirty thousand and, you know, ten thousands or five thousands or you know wh- whatever and, you know could like I was going to 10 X to almost what they used to take oh, yeah. for the rest of their life. They've got like this skill that they can, they can do. So it's like from really struggling 2020 and pandemic. So I look back at pandemic and I think that was great for us because we wouldn't have got to this stage if that didn't happen. Well, we probably would have, but we would have probably slowly got in there on shifted to online and still had carried on our face to face. And I would have said, no, no, no. Why would you close this business down? Because look, at we've got 50, 60 people here coming, you know, showing up twice a week. Why would we close this down? But because the uh, force of nature, you know, closed us down as a result. So I was still training my clients, a few handful left, as well as bringing in the high-ticket clients, and actually putting them into live sessions as part of the kind of a bonus thing for them. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't
1: And then that's when it fully online, 2021, and that's not far. Do you want anything to that? Please.
0: Apart from that, fully online uh, after the first client, it was very quickly the second client and then the third. Um, and then my aim was to start to, you know, work towards at least getting five grand uh, a week, a month, sorry, and then moving into those 10 grands uh, by actually taking like th- three or four, number, you know, two or three or four clients each month, brand new, uh, all fully organic as well at this stage. Uh, and then I started to build out my uh, uh, my second phase which was clients are there forever hopefully
1: <laughs> forever ever and that brings us to like 2022 so that's year seven so seventh year in business so i've got winter is here so far as like what was that mean on? Anyway. so i put that just because of what happened to me personally in this year so this year has been a bit of a crazy one and went to america the states for an event in march nashville awesome went to new york as well attached that to end of it and I believe this is what happened. I was a bit loose. And I've, showed, I've shared this story previously, if you listen to a previous episode. But I was a bit loose with like, logging into Wi-Fi. Um, I'm normally not that way, but I was like, I need to log on because I need to do this bit of work. So I was just very like casual about it. And then we came back. And then I got an email a few days later saying, someone had logged into your Facebook account in Nevada, US. I'm thinking, yeah, standard email. I'll go log in and just change my password. Tried to log in. Your account is temporary blocked. I'm like, what? Log out, log in, temporary blocked. I'm like, why? Appeal here, I appeal. And then in that process of appealing, um, about a week later, somebody took me near our account because they tried to run ads. It was like, what's this 700 pound at a time coming out in the space of 24 hours? So about three grand was attempted. I rang that West, and they said, yeah, it looks fraudulent. If you log it, as fraudulent, obviously it's legal. You can't then be, can't be fraudulent on my part, but the woman was like, yeah, it's definitely dodgy. So I said, yeah, please log it, logged it with the police. Uh, so it's officially logged with the police. In that time frame, I'm talking back and forth from, to Facebook via Fires Facebook because I don't have one. I was like, well, how, "How do I get this account back up and running?" I investigated it. We can't we can't do anything about it. Then I reopen it and then can't do anything about it. It's just so much back and forth. So between March ish and then September, I didn't have an online presence. So I had to create another Facebook account. Imagine starting from zero on Facebook. Zero. It's hard. <laughs> so I was like, right. Yeah, a new Facebook group. Didn't you? Your clients. Uh... I was like, practice what I preach. So let's start again. So obviously that Facebook group I did have all the videos I had on there all gone. So I'm like at zero. I'm like, all right, what do I do now? So I was like, right, I've got an option here. I can I can pivot into niching down a bit? Because at the time it was online coaches, but majority of them about thirty odd percent were health and nutrition coaches. Like I'll just help those type of people because that's what I know anyway. I, I love health, I love nutrition, I love productivity, sleep, hack, all that stuff I love and geek out on anyway, programming, CrossFit workout, I, just, I love all that stuff. Me and Will, our coach at the gym, spent an hour and a half programming a deadlift cycle. And we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. But most people think that's boring. So I love that stuff. So I love the health space. So I was like, I'll just do that. So it gave me an opportunity like, to, to, to really like niche down again. I was forced, but I did so. In that time, that obviously we had a six-figure year in 2021, and this year looks like we might just make the six-figure year, just because of that massive gap there. That probably lost us like 30 to 40 grand in one this side of the business, which is now obviously the health, the business of health coaching. Uh, so that was a big dent in the armor. Hence, why I was like, right, I need to really think about this. And I like the model of having like one channel and really focusing on it and mastering it. And then right, I'll add another one. So now we hit six figures, it's like, we need to add another one. Hence why we thought, right, let's do a podcast. Love podcasting, love talking. <laughs> Should probably tell, I love actually listening to it. I'm obsessed over like, uh, life hacks right now, modern wisdom, check them out, cool dude. Uh, yeah, so I realized, like, right, I need to add another avenue. So hence why I thought, right, let's do a podcast. So I put winter is here because every time in business, you'll have cycles of this. At some point, you're going to be in a spring and summer where it's like, oh my God, everything's amazing. Clouds are coming in, it's easy. Autumn kicks in, it's a bit harder. Winter hits, ooh, it's getting real tough now, okay? You'll have that, it's so cool. and it's exactly like, the same as the season. So always expect winter to be coming. It's what you do to prepare for that time, okay? Luckily, we have two businesses. Luckily, we're quite good with money because we have a money system now, profit first. So we're not in a situation where we like, really panicking. Okay, so we're in a good position, we're blessed to be so because we've just spent, as I said, the last seven years building ourselves to this point. So it's not an overnight success, it's hard work to get to this point. But just know that winter is coming, okay? So I just want to share that message with you guys so you don't fall in the trap of go, things are great. I'm gonna You want to invest when things are good, but you want to have the money to weather the storm as well, okay? And then for, I was just going to say, share the best year ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, <so> my <laughs> fully fledged online establishment uh, with my, a, and also niching down as well. So the perimenopause came, uh, I will say, a little bit little middle of last year, middle of last year. Um, so it will be a full year of me niching into this. So it was professional women first, women over forty, but now I I just look after women that go through menopause. They're going in. or they're in menopausal or they're perimenopausal and looking to lose weight. So it's very clear, my my audience, which I'm super happy with, it's made everything easy. Anything I want to write about, talk about, is always about this. So if you open up my Facebook page, you will see things attached to, to, d- to this rather than random stuff that I would have done in the past. Firstly, secondly, it's is the the most revenue I've taken this year. So I'll be hitting six figures, hopefully. Uh, in the next six weeks, which I'm really happy with. Um, Also kind of doing this um, uh, quite in a a way which starts to now bring in a bit of a team um, as well. So I took on my first appointment setter in April at 20 hours and then now she's full-time and she is uh, doing great and I also hired my first assistant coach she's also coming as part-time I've done everything systematically uh, with Afro's help as as usual you know like all of the SOPs so standard standard operating procedures I I, I don't like to do any of that by the way just so you know I just like to hire people and like uh, from my gut and that will always be there by the way because my gut really has guided me But this, my assistant coach is going to become not quite full time, but full, going to do a lot more hours in January for us, uh, for me. And um, that's going to start to build out, you know, give me more opportunity to go do more marketing and um, do some collaborations that I want to do and even start my own podcast uh, for menopausal women. So I have just, it's just going from strength to strength and I'm super happy with that.
1: Boom. Seven years, guys. That's the lessons we've learned. So to wrap it up and recap. So year one, 2016, setting up the business and Farah talking about going part-time. 2017, failing online. And then Farah talking about leaving the business, but she means debonums. Scary times. <laughs> and year three was 2018, rebuilding the business after that online flop. And then supporting new ideas, Farah added there. Year four, 2019, floating around, lost. What am I doing? You know, implementing thing. And then Farah started to dabble with online and also got married. And 2020, year five, the pandemic, losing clients. And then But she sold her first high ticket program, 2K. Uh, Year six of 2021, debt free, woo, and a six figure year. And then launching fully online for the other part of the business. And in 2022, winter is here and the best year so far and building a team. So that is us. Thanks uh, for listening.
0: We also actually have been really blessed. We've been away a lot this year, haven't we? So the online, and there's two parts to this really. One, the ability to go, obviously. Um, and in the past, since I had a, uh, you know, had divorced from my husband, I always took my kids somewhere. But the for the first time ever, I was able to take them for two weeks away. We were and we uh, had I a came. really good time. <laughs> with yes. And he came this time. Yeah. So there's a little story <laughs> behind this. So because we were face to face clients, I would not take Afro with me because they're my kids and they need a holiday with me. Not because I didn't want to take him. I was not going to have a break from our work because I didn't want clients to... Clients need to be served. Clients need to be That's served. I'm think. very, very client-centric here and uh, very overly conscious. So I will um, serve them even though I am absolutely burnt out, which is what was going on. Uh, so, Afro will stay back and he would he would um, serve the clients and I will take him away for a week. And this is the first time in seven years, six years that Since he we came started. with <laughs> us. We, we, we went to Crete together and we were able to, you know, pay for, it's quite expensive to take a, uh, Three kids, actually. Me, yeah. Yeah, my, my son's girlfriend came along too. So, we're like three kids with us and we uh, out every night. It was the opportunity to do that. But we also, we didn't shut the business down, right? We still ran the business. We, we used to go to the hotel lobby. a Lovely little time together for us, you know. Order our coffee, sit in a nice sunny place. The, the the kids were still asleep. We'll do our work in the morning and then by the time we finished, they would be up and, and joining us for lunch and then we'll go down to the beach. So, that we were able yeah. to do our business. We can take it anywhere. So, this year, we've been to America. To I've been to Spain a couple of times. Uh, New York, meet, we went Nashville, to York, Kenya. Went to Kenya. Yeah, we saw Ephra's family for the first time. So that was a big blessing as well. So this year has been a really like, amazing year for us, actually. Teler a lot of, grat- started the of year. gratitude for this year.
1: Definitely, definitely. Awesome. Cool. I so think we'll wrap it up there. Longest podcast yet, I think. Is it? I think so. All right. Catch you guys in the next one.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: And what's the ending saying, Farah?
0: take control of your life
1: before life takes control of you
0: woo, woo. <laughs> if you got value from today's episode then subscribe now as this will mean you get alerted when a new episode drops which will be every Monday at 6am in readiness to kickstart your week
1: and remember guys, so every time you subscribe, it really helps us grow. So really appreciate your support. So whether you're an Apple podcast or Spotify, you find us on most platforms. Go ahead and subscribe now. Do it now, guys. Don't I'm wait. Late. Are you still waiting? Go Just with do it. it. <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> Thanks I for like listening. <laughs>